Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Take out those worship guides, insight, or some sermon notes as we continue our series today called Faith in the Fire. It, it came to me, this series, in a season of testing. How many can be honest and say at whatever location you're at, man, you have gone through a season of testing at least once in your life. Come on, let's throw those hands up. I mean, we have all experienced it. We Testing in your marriage, testing in your health, and your, your patience. We've all gone through testing. And in the season of testing, um, God really brought me some, some um, guidance and some wisdom from three guys that you need to know about. Three guys that'll help you through difficult seasons of your life that I found out about. And the three guys, um, no, 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 not those three guys. They're different three guys, even though those will help you too. No, no, these are three guys that really helped bring me out of that season. They were, no, 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 not those guys too. Come on, team. Wrong guys. No, no. The three guys in the scriptures, that's funny if you ask me. Uh, they're called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can you say that with me? Ready? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are three guys that we see their story in the book of Daniel. If you have your Bibles, let's open it up to the book of Daniel. There were three guys who were chosen by God. They had purpose to do something great with their life. But let me just let you understand, just because you're chosen does not mean you'll avoid life's problems. Can I hear a good amen? Let's say, there's this weird teaching out there that, that just because you have the favor of God or you're picked by God, that you will avoid all of life's struggles. And I just want you to know that is not true. That person was a good salesman, but they weren't a Bible teacher. If you look throughout the scriptures, there's been a lot of people that God has picked to do great things that also had to endure great fire, great struggles, great temptations. So I want you to know today, if you feel like your life is being tested a lot, can I get you, give you some good news? Maybe it's because God wants to use you a lot. I mean, help, help me out today. I said, if, God, if you feel like you've been a little bit more tested than everybody else, maybe it's just because God wants to use you a little bit more than everybody else. He's, he's got a plan for you. So, so our guys experienced their first test last week where they get to the king's palace and they're given some food that really tested their character. And if, you, if you're gonna pass any test in life, you need to pass the character test. I talked about it last week. And I talked about a, a struggle we have in our culture today that I need your attention for just a second. Because way too many people are, are worried about their reputation. And Radiant Church, I've learned long ago that if I will forget about my reputation and work on my character, God will work on my reputation. I build my character, God will build my reputation. I build my character, God will bring me the promotion. Can I get a good amen today? So if you missed that message, check it out online. And then today in week two, we're continuing the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're found two chapters later in the book of Daniel, chapter three, is where we're gonna pick up in the story, and it's the next instance we find of them in the scriptures, and it says it like this. Their king, who was named King Nebuchadnezzar, he made an image of gold 60 cubits high and six cubits wide. Now, let me tell you what that means. That is 90 feet tall and nine feet thick, that is pretty huge, okay? So he builds this thing, and he puts it in the, the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. So Babylon had taken over Israel. They are now in charge, and for kind of his way of like celebrating their victory, he builds this giant statue. Now, many people believe he did not build it 
for the purpose of worship, but he built it as like a, a memorial or a monument or just something beautiful for people to come and look at. Now let me get your attention because this is what happens in our world today. There's a lot of things that you never intended it to be an idol in your life. It was a beautiful thing. It was something that maybe you've been created. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a, it's a talent you have that was brought in your life as something beautiful, and you've gone and elevated into the way of an idol in your life. Be very careful about what you're letting yourself worship in your life because there's a lot of things that if we're not careful, we will unintentionally worship things that we were never called to worship. Can I hear a good amen? And that's what happened in this story. As this thing is built, some of the leaders of the country got together with King Nebuchadnezzar and said, no, 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 this thing is so beautiful, it's so amazing, we should worship it. And they came up with this plan, and here was the plan. They said, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, which I didn't know what that was, I googled it between services. It is like a guitar without the little strap and stuff, and we need to add it to our worship teams at every location. <laughs> Maybe you're a zither player, we will put you on the stage, all right? the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music. You must fall down. Say fall down. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And here's what it is. We want, we want everybody to worship this thing. And here's what happens. If you don't worship, if you don't what fall down and worship it immediately, you're going to be thrown into a blazing furnace. That got intense real quick. It's not like, hey, you're going to get an infraction, a fine, a jail time. No, no, no. It's either you worship this or you go into a, a, a flaming furnace. It's you bow or you burn. This is a pretty intense decision that these people have made. And you go, well, this will never happen in our culture today. Be very careful because people are making equally stupid decisions today to say, everybody bow to this idea. Everybody bow to this ideology. Everybody bow to this. And the whole world is going, okay. And then look what happens when the church stands up and says, no, we're not going to bow to that idea. What is it? They're trying to fry us immediately. It's still happening in the culture today. But there was some people, there's a remnant of people, while everybody else bowed, we see that not everybody in the crowd did. We realize that there's our guys. It says, there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. This is the guys talking to the king, these leaders. They were trying to get these guys in trouble. And he says, their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Same guys from our story last week. Again, they're being tested. And it says, they pay no attention to you, your majesty. Not only, they're not bowing, they're, they're not listening to what you have to say. And it says, they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So this, this idol is created. The whole crowd is given a, a instruction. When the music plays, we all bow. And when everybody starts to bow, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have to make a decision that I think is a decision you need to learn to make in your life today. It's a faith decision. It's when testing is there, when the heat is on, when there's even consequences on the other side. Here's the decision they made. Write it down in your notes. It is our sermon title for today. It is faith to stand up. That's good. Faith to stand up. I think we live in a world that is constantly bowing down, and I think it's about time for the church to, oh, I think you need to say a lot of that. It's about time for people to do what? 
when, when everybody, there, here's what the crowd was doing. The crowd was going low. Let's just say it this way. The crowd was making a decision to live life lower than God wanted them to live. And while the crowd went low, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, no, no. I'm going to stand up for what is right, even in the consequences, even in the frustrations, even when everybody else is against me. I am going to stand up. This is the call for those who are in a period of testing today. And the easy thing for you to be to do would just be to bow down, to give in, to go low. No, God's challenging you today to, to do what? Yeah. To stand up. He's challenging you today to stand up. Not only was the temptation from, from the culture around him to bow down, but the Bible actually tells us that the boss called him into the office. Their boss was named King Nebuchadnezzar, and it says he was furious with rage. Come on, how many have gotten the text message from the boss, and you know he was furious with rage? And you're like, this is not going to be a good meeting. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're probably talking to each other before the meeting going, all right, how big of a deal is it? Like, I know this guy's going to be mad. We were the only people. There's thousands of people. Everybody goes down, and it's just us three just standing up like this. We were pretty obvious. I think he noticed. But what did he say? He said he brought them in before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to him, is it true? Are the rumors true out there? Maybe that's the same thing with your life. Are you still going to that church? You're really fighting for that marriage still? You're believing God for that? Are, is it really true that you're going to stand up like that? Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship in the image of gold? I have said, like, hey, is, is this really true? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Mego, even in, in front of the most important person in the room, had to make a decision. While everybody else will bow, in the midst of consequences, I'm going to stand up. Now, this is important for us to understand today. Because knowing their history, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego three little Jewish boys, would have never have gone through a class on how to stand up when they ask you to bow down to a 90-foot statue, okay? Just want you to know, that was no class in the Jewish upbringing. Like, that wasn't part of the Next Steps class. You're not gonna get that here at Radiant, where part of the thing is, is here's what happens when they tell you to bow down to a giant statue. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the small group that they joined that semester where they're like, hey, can you give us 10 weeks of training on how do we deal with the, 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 the idols that they're gonna have us bow down to? No, 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 no. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we don't know a lot about their life, but we do know this. We do know that they had made a decision to predetermine that no matter what changes in the world, we are going to stand for what is right. Now, that's a big deal because the world is filled with a lot of changes. Let me, let me explain them to you. Here's some of them that changes. I don't think you understand this, but life changes. You can write that one down, life changes. It does. You're not the same person you were in college. Come on, thank God for some of that. Uh, thank God social media wasn't around the stupid things I did in college. And I, I think of, I, when I was in college, I loved to stay up late. I mean, it was just like, how late can we stay up? Woo! You know, we're like hanging out with our friends. We love noise and music really loud. Come on, I've just, I've, life has changed. Man, I, now it's like, how early can I go to bed and it be okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, anybody with me? Like, sun's going down. I guess it's, I can go to bed at this time. Like, Katie, we love it. I mean, 8.30 at night, our, our last kid gets in bed. Like, we, we have strict bedtimes. And those kids get in that bed. And I'm telling you, it is the best feeling in the world where they're all in their, come on, parents, testify. You know what I'm talking about? They're all in their own rooms. And you, you just, uh, Katie and I walk out and we just go, do you hear that? We're like, no. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's just like, it's just joy. Why? Life has changed, you know? You know, they text me, you don't want to go out tonight? Go no, where would I go? I'm in my house. I'm happy. Life changes. Your friends change. Come on, you, you think, and we're going to be friends forever. Remember that in senior year in high school? Remember, we're, we're always going to be besties. You haven't talked to that person one time since that day. You even committed in the yearbook, we will always be in touch. You did not stay in touch. Why? Life changes. Things, things, you change. Come on, remember that hairline used to be here? Now it's way back here. It changes on us all, doesn't it? We all are in this world. But life changes. Actually, uh, the great philosopher said it this way. Change is the only constant in life. Haven't you seen that to be true? And life, if you're not careful, will throw some curveballs at you that if you haven't predetermined what you believe, you will have a crisis of faith. And I love it in moments like where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, life throws them a curveball, and they go, no, 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 we didn't decide this right now. We've already decided, despite what life brought, brings to us, we know who we are. We know whose we are. We know what decisions we're going to make. We're not going to let life's changes determine our life. We're going to go by what God says, what we have committed, and what God wants for our life over what life has. Come on, give God better praise than that. Amen. Life changes. Life isn't the only thing that changes. Here's another one. Culture changes. Have you realized culture's changed a little bit? There's things that are okay now that weren't okay years ago. There's talk that's not okay now that was okay years ago. I get in trouble all the time because I say something. I'm like, you can't say that. I'm like, well, I could a year ago. Culture changes. Yeah. Things, things change. That, like, some of it's good changes. Some of them, thank God the culture's changed. Like, like some, y'all remember Jinko jeans? Anybody remember these things? Oh, you don't know anything about no Jinko jeans. Come on, let's get a show of hands. Every location. How many people wore a Jinko jean? Wow, a lot of you guys. I'm sorry. All right. Jinko jeans were as wide as they were long. They were just a terrible experience. It's in moments like that you just thank God culture changes. I, I think of, now that I have kids, I think of all the toys. There's some stupid toys. I can't wait for culture to change, but I remember the toys growing up. You remember these things? Little demonic little things. This is, this is, I'm telling you, this is where they're, they, they were the ones, they were, whatever country made it, this is like China or something, they were, they, they were spying on all of us through the Furbies, you know what I mean? They're all talking at night to each other, the, the Furbies. They're, they were just demonic little creatures, weren't they? But the culture changed. Some of these, they, <laughs> some of these, the, the culture changes and people try to fight it. And they try to bring it back. And, 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 and you just, I, I think I need to make a stand today. I need to stand up when culture changes. Like some of these, do you remember when overalls were in? Come on. They were just, they were the stuff. Every, everybody was swearing them. <laughs> Poor girl walked up to me, serving our dream team today. She's like, uh, guess I shouldn't have worn these overalls. She was wearing overalls. <laughs> they looked great. You're, you can set the trend. But let me just say that there's certain things that change. And, and a lot of those are fun. I'm thankful for changes in technology and changes in communication, changes in travel. There's some cultural changes that are, that are great. But be careful that you don't bow down to every cultural change that they say is okay. Be careful that we don't just mindlessly go, well, the whole crowd, everybody's going it. If the majority is doing it, most of the time it's wrong. 
So just, just, just remember that this is why we're called the church, because the church is called to go into the world, not the world to come into the church. And I'm getting a little concerned at times where I feel like we're losing our ability to make an impact because we look way more like them than they look like us. And, and, and this is an important decision for us to make. That's why I wrote it in my notes this way. This is a question I ask. Will I change the world or will the world change me? And you got to ask yourself, which way is this thing being changed? Because I think we're bowing too much at times to things that God has never called us to bow to. You see, life changes and culture changes. But here's some good news for you. Ready? Write it down your notes. God never changes. God never changes. He, he never goes through, he, he never changes based off what life has to say or what, what the diagnosis says or what the struggle is. No, no, no. God is constant. The Bible says he is the same yesterday. Help me out. Today and when? Forever. You see, God never changes. This is good news for you today because I want you to understand this because when life changes, and when culture changes, this is why you can stand on God's word because God never changes. He is good. He is for you. He is on your side. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a crucial decision to make. When everything was changing, guess what? I'm sticking with God. And I think if there's a decision we need to make as a church on our six-year anniversary is that when everything else might change, guess what? We're going to stand with God. We're going to say we're not going to bow to what everybody else says is right and what everybody else says is okay. We're going to stand with God. Can somebody give me a good amen today, church? Do you believe it? That's why Paul says it this way. He says, be on your guard. What? Stand firm. Stand firm. Listen, don't let all these things sway you. He says, stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. It takes some strength for you guys to stand when everybody else Bows. I have a statement that I've lived by for years, and I want you to get it. I can't believe it. I don't think I've ever used this in, in notes here at Radiant Church, so write it down. And it's a key statement when it comes to standing firm when the whole world around you is bowing, living lower than God wants. You stand firm because here's what I truly believe, that if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Yeah. Oh, that's good preaching right there. I know you're just you're writing it down. You're starring it. You're tweeting it right now. That's it. I know, because here's what, I, here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that there's people falling for the latest and the greatest and the coolest new thing, and they're, 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 they're falling for anything because they haven't made up their mind, what do I stand for? What do I stand for? I, I've just determined to go, you know what? We're going to know what we stand for. We're going to know who we stand for so that we can be the difference. When the whole world is bowing to something stupid, we're going to stand up and go, no, no, no. We know what we stand for, so we're not going to fall for something else in our lives. And I think God's challenging you to figure out what do you stand for? So I'm going to give you three things that I think you need to stand for. You're going to be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When the pressure's on, Here's what, here, here's what I want you to stand up for. Here's what it is. Number one, listen, when others bow, I will stand up for my purpose. I'm going to stand up for oh, my purpose. I'm so sorry to do this. Oh, okay. Can kind you come preach sit it. down? For, I'm, I know, I'm doing I, a message right now, but all right. I know, I know. But this all right, is yeah, really, yeah. I'll, really I'll come important. over here and hang out for a second. What's up? Um, I, we've just been really battling with some discouragement. Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 What's happening? Yeah. So I've been trying to do a lot of big things for God, but it just isn't working for me. It's not working. For me. And, and I've been, I've been serving, I've been giving, but I've seen no results. Well, what are you doing about it? Like, so honestly, I think I'm just going to be like a normal Christian to settle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Just stay with us, settle with us. And okay. Let's just do the American dream. 
Okay, so we're, we've all had these moments that might not look like this, but we've had moments where you are now at a, at a crossroads where you go, okay, um, I'm around some people. They've been discouraged. They've had some frustrations. They've tried. It hasn't worked. They, they went through the growth track. They, they went through the, the small group. They, they tried to get involved. They didn't work for them. And what happened? When they, they tried to take those steps forward, it didn't. But when moments like this, here's what I've decided with my life. When other people have bowed, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to help me out today, church. I'm going to stand up. Like, like, I understand they might be frustrated. I understand that they might have settled. But I just realized in my life, I've predetermined that even in frustrating times, even in times where I give and nothing happens in return, even in times where I feel like no, there's no fruit of this, I'm going to stand for my purpose. God was not wrong about me. God did not call me this place to fail me now, and he didn't do the same to you. He is for you, church. Can you give it up for Jesus today? Amen. That's why I truly believe in my life, write it down your notes this way, that I will refuse to settle for anything less than God's best for my life. So I'm going to live in such a way that, that though other people around me have bowed, I have friends and they've all, they've bowed to the American dream and bowed to settling to be a normal Sunday morning Christian, not me. No, 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 I'm going to change the world. I'm the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No matter how discouraging it is, no matter how many people are against me, guess what? I'm standing for my purpose. God has called me. God is for me. And if God is for me, guess what? None can be against me. God is on your side. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Do not bow to settling for what this world has to offer. Stand for your purpose. God has his best in store for you. Can I hear a good amen? That's why Paul says it this way. He says... Therefore, my brothers and sisters, what does he say? Stand firm. There it is. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep investing. Keep showing up because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You need to stand for your purpose. God has called you. Here's here's number two. Ready? Is that, listen, when others bow, I'm going to stand for my community. I'm going to stand for my hey, community. Yeah, hey, I know. Oh, hey, I know, again, I know it's awkward. Yeah. Can you okay. come sit down one more time? Sure. I'll come have, have a seat with you guys. What's up? That, so, that, that we want to talk to you about. Yeah. So you will never believe what is happening at Radiant. At Radiant? Uh, what is happening? I'm kind of involved. What, tell me what's happening. I, I mean, it's really, it's cool, you know, I guess, but honestly, in my opinion, we're just growing a little bit too fast. I just oh. feel like we're just getting like overlooked all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it was my birthday, like the, la- like, the other day, and nobody posted anything on my Facebook wall or anything. Nobody did that. I'm nobody. sorry. That sounds terrible. No one. And this is, this, it gets even worse. No, no, this me. is really weird, and I feel awkward talking about it, but somebody has to. Okay, yeah. I'll be that person. Um, there's this weird competition amongst the campus pastors oh. of who can wear the tightest pants. Oh, really? <laughs> You've heard about this? I have, yeah. It's crazy. It, did you kind of swing the other way and just like, because these, <laughs> something wrong with my trousers? No, no. no, my wife would love them. Go ahead. Next slide. I did get them on sale at Cato, so. Okay, so they're in this competition and. and it's, it's the craziest thing. I mean, like, I, I could be wrong. But I think they might be meggings, yeah. male okay. jeggings. That's good. That's and good. it just makes me feel really uncomfortable. I don't want my kids seeing that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Okay, so, so we've, this scenario um, hopefully doesn't really happen about Radiant, but we've all been in situations where, where what is it? It's the community that you're planning in is being attacked. And, and there, it's about your, your spouse, it's about your boss, it's about your coworker, and, and I have a decision to make. See, they've bowed. What did they bow? They bowed to gossip, they've bowed to slander, they bowed to, oh, guess what I heard, and in my opinion, and we have this, this whole disunity that starts happening, and I realized in a world that, that God has placed me in to make a difference, when others have bowed, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand up because I'm going to stand up because listen, listen, you can talk about a lot of things. You can talk bad about some sports team. You can talk bad about the Bucks. You can talk bad about the lighting. You don't talk bad about my church. You don't, you don't talk bad about my community. This is, this is the family, come on, that God has planted me in. And when everybody else bows, I'm going to stand firm for the community that God's bowed me in. That's what God's put us in. And let me tell you, if, if you don't do it just for your church, do it for God's bride because you don't talk about somebody's bride that way. And let's be careful that we guard the community that God has placed us in. Hey, listen, guard the community God has placed you in your workplace. When everybody else is gossiping, you stand for that community. No, 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 we need each other. We're for each other. Guard the, the relationships in your, in your home, in your family. Guard that. Say, you know what? When everybody else will bow, I will stand for community. Why? Because we need each other. Here's what the scriptures say. Scriptures say two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. If one of them, what? Somebody bows down. Somebody struggles. Guess what? When you're a part of a community like Radio Church, someone will grab your hand and go, listen, we're not going to keep you down here. You can get back up. You can pursue the purposes of God. We are in this thing together. Let's stand up in this thing together for our community. Come on, give God better praise than that. Amen. All right, number three, and the last one is this. Listen, if you're going to make a decision, predetermine. We are going to stand for my purpose. I'm going to stand for my community. Here's the last one. I'm going to stand for my faith. I'm going to stand for my faith. I'm so sorry, so sorry. Oh, you last, got something else. Thing. Could you please I'm come I'm sorry. Back. Go ahead, Jacob. I didn't. Yeah, I'll see what Thank you guys. Thank you. This is, this is really something important to us. Yeah. So this hurricane that just happened has yeah. really messed us up. How could a God that loves us so much do this? And, and I mean, I feel like every single time I turn on the news, seeing another shooting, yeah. drug addiction, terrible things are happening all around. I just don't know when I'm going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's just like we're in a dark season. And it feels like our God has left us. Yeah, so we've all had moments and conversations just like this too where the attack is going Oh man, look what's going on in the world. Look at the storm. Look at the frustration. God must not be good. God must not be with us. God must not be real. It's easy in these moments to have compassion and have care. But at the same time in these moments, I realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do they know the God that I'm talking about? Because in a moment where they've bowed to saying, you know what, God has left us and God's not with us and God is not good. It's in those moments, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up yet again and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Be very, very, very careful who you're talking about because what you don't understand is that even though life is not good, God is good. Even though life might have storms, God will bring us through those storms. I'm going to stand for my faith even when this time is dark, even when the struggle is there, even when nobody else is with me. Is there anybody in a place that say, no, no, I'm going to stand for my faith. Even when life is tough, I will stand for it. Come on, give it up for God today. You can stand for your faith. 
This is, this is the call that God has given us as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When the world bows, we stand for our faith. I love this verse. It says it like this. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to what? When, when evil stuff happens in your life, and it'll happen. It happens to all of us. When you get the bad diagnosis and the bad struggle and the issue in your marriage, the issues with your kids. Listen, you're going to be able to stand your ground. And I, I, let me just get your attention to every location. I think there's some people in here today. You started to bow down going, this is just the life I'm going to have to live. And God is challenging you today. Stand back up. Stand your ground. So to listen, so that after you have done everything to stand, he says, stand firm again. Like, like when you've done it with all of your strength and strength, I think there's some people, if we were honest, you have struggled to stay standing. My encouragement for you today is stay standing on the promise of God over your life. Stay standing on God's goodness. Stay standing in your community and watch how God will bless your life when you stand up, when the world bows down. See, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came. He lived a sinless life when life was very difficult, when, the, when the, the people were attacking him, when they were frustrated with him. He could have easily bowed. There's even a story where he was tempted by Satan himself, and he, was, he had to make a decision. Will I stand firm even when it is easier to bow? In that moment where Jesus stood firm, they brought him to the cross. They nailed him to the cross in front of everybody. Again, a moment that he could have bowed down and got out of it. He stood firm. And the Bible tells us a cool glimpse into what Jesus is doing right now because not only did Jesus die, he rose from the grave. He ascended up into heaven. And then when he ascended up into heaven, the Bible says it in Colossians that Christ is doing what? He's doing what? So, so we see his posture right now in heaven where he is now seated. He is dominated. He is in charge of everything. And he's sitting there seated knowing that he has defeated death, hell, and the great. So I wanted to get this. All right, we're following up last minute. Right. Christ came. He stood strong. He went, and now he's seated. We get a cool story in the book of Acts of one of the very first people to ever be killed for his faith. His name was Stephen. Stephen was a disciple who was preaching the gospel. And while he was preaching the gospel, the people surrounded him and said, you need to stop preaching that. You need to recant. You need to be quiet. And Stephen, when he could have bowed, when the pressure was on, Stephen stood up for what he believed in. When everybody was sitting there threatening his life, Stephen stood strong. And as he was standing strong, the leaders and the religious community got together and got some rocks and said, if he's not going to be quiet, we we're going to make him be quiet. And they got some stones and they started throwing them at Stephen. Stephen's known as the very first martyr, martyred for his faith, sitting there in a city center, stoned to death for the gospel. As every stone hit him, he stayed standing. He stayed standing. Give up recant, renounce, and he stayed standing. The Bible gives us one of the most interesting passages that gives us an inside story into Stephen's um, uh, end of his life. And the last few seconds we have of Stephen's life, the Bible says it this way. It says, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up into heaven 
When Stephen is standing there being beaten to death, and he saw the glory of God, and Jesus was doing what? Jesus was doing what? But Colossians says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. No, 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 no. But in this passage, it says he was standing at the right hand of God. Why was he standing? Look, he saw, he says, I see heaven open and the Son of Man, what? Standing at the right hand of God. Here's the truth I want to leave you with today. When you make a decision like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or a decision like Stephen, that when everybody is against you and you decide to stand, here's what I've realized, that when I stand, Jesus stands with me. He stands with me. So I have some encouragement for you today. Some of you guys, you've been seated for too long. It's time that you're gonna stand up for your family. And guess what? You're not standing alone. Jesus is standing with you. When you stand up for your purpose, Jesus is standing with you. When you stand up for your destiny, Jesus is standing with you. When you stand up for your convictions, Jesus is standing for you. When you stand up for your faith, Jesus is standing for you. When you stand up for God, guess what? You're not alone. Jesus is standing with you. Come on, give him better praise than that today. He's standing with you. You can be seated. Lord, right now, I pray over every single person. There's people that are battling this frustration in their life to stay standing. They're, they're not standing, Lord, they're, they're having struggles even standing on that promise that you have for their life. Standing on their faith, standing in that community, standing for that marriage, standing for that kid that's far from God. Lord, I pray renewed power, renewed strength over this church to stand firm when the whole world bows. Just right there in your seat, just say, God, give me the strength to keep standing. Come on, ask him. Give me the strength to keep standing. Don't give up on that dream. Don't give up on that plan. Don't give up on the purpose. Say, God, give me the strength to keep standing. Every eye closed and every head bowed. There's people in here today, you don't have a relationship with God. I want you to know, while you were bowed down low in your sin, Christ came. He died on the cross for you and for me. And the Bible says that he was the perfect sacrifice for your sins and mine. When we have gotten to a place where we are at a place where we need a savior, we go to God and we say, God, I, I'm ready for you to forgive my sins for that new life. And you can make that decision today. Today, across all of our locations, dozens of people have made the decision, a simple yet significant decision to give Jesus their heart. And today's your day, your day of salvation. The last minute we have together, you say, Aaron, that's me. I'm, I'm far from God, but I wanna make a decision to, to give Jesus my life, to give him my sin, to give him my past. I wanna start fresh with him today. Maybe this is the very reason God brought you to the church so that you can start fresh with God. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to throw that hand up, wave it at me, put it right back down. Ready, one, two, three, all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many people. Thank you, I see your hands in the back. St. Pete, Brandon, Heights. Just pray this prayer, say, God, I give you my life. I give you my issues, my struggles. Today, tell them to Jesus, be my Lord and be my savior. For the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. Tell them this, say, God, when the world bows, I will stand for you. Not just when it's easy, but when it's tough. Thank you, God, for standing for me. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody that believes it says,
Come on, can we celebrate dozens of people? Oh, best decision ever. Here's what I want you to do. If you're here today and you just made that decision, I want you to check on that connection card. Man, I just committed my life to Christ at every location. We're gonna send you some resources. We're gonna help you along this journey. It's not the end, it's just the beginning. And when nobody else, you feel like nobody else is with you, guess what? Radiant Church, we're standing with them. We're gonna help you on this journey. We're proud of you guys. Thank you for making that decision. Hey, while you're at that connection card, right on there are prayer requests. We wanna pray for you and believe God for miracles in your life. Radiant Church, we're gonna end this service by worshiping God with our generosity. And you guys do this second to none. Thank you for being faithful to God in your giving. You guys, let me just say this. You saw the numbers earlier. Over 8,000 decisions for Christ. Over $1.6 million given away to missions since day number one, six years ago today and the best is yet to come. Here's what I love about Radiant. First of all, when you're giving, you're not giving towards the past. We are debt free, to God be the glory. We have no outstanding bills, to God be the glory. Like, we're being good stewards. So you know what that means? It means when you give to the church, one, you're honoring God, two, you're helping build forward. So we're investing in the future, the next six years. So thank you for your faithfulness in this. And thank you for being overly generous. Even just last week, we put out the thing about the hurricanes, over almost $20,000 immediately came in right then for hurricane relief. Thank you guys, we already sent a bunch of that. We send the rest of it tomorrow. Thanks for your faithfulness and tithing and honoring God. Lord, bless this church. Bless the givers of this church. They are so faithful to you. Lord, and I pray that as they give to you, Lord, would you bring in abundance in every area of their life. First of all, we thank you for the faithfulness that you've had in our church the last six years. Every bill has been paid. Every building has been funded. Every project, every outreach. Lord, we've done more than we ever thought was possible. Now I pray as we give towards the future of the church, Lord, I pray a blessing over them. Lord, first of all, bless them for tithing. And then those that give above and beyond, would you give them a supernatural blessing, Lord, that'll change their life for generations to come. In Jesus' name we pray. And if you believe it, say amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.